0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option. Coming to you courtesy of Immaculata Productions, I'm Father Brendan Kilcoyne. If you like our work, maybe you might care to hit the subscribe button, keep us in the prayers, send us a few quid via PayPal or Patreon, keep the constructive criticism coming. A a new... Sub series, if you like, you know the way we're doing a bit of a series on uh, synodal matters. Uh, we're calling this one Novus Ordo Notes. We think that with this whole tragedy thing, which we quite like and and uh, very much, very much want to work with, at the same time we think that the. Um, the Novus Ordo has come out of this badly. It's it's kind of the Cinderella of the liturgical world, you know. And the trouble is that Cinderella in this case doesn't have ugly sisters. Her her older sisters actually quite beautiful. So is it possible that the Novus Ordo um, is 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 being sold short here? As, that it's being judged in terms of some of the sheer nonsense that went on after the council you know the kind of where the church was i don't know like a herd of crack cattle on new grass tails in the air and running running at full tilt down the field we went to be cracked shouldn't we go back into the general instruction to the roman miss more to the point go back into the council itself have a rummage around there and see, see if we can't be doing this better because I'm convinced we can be doing this better. I think we can be doing it a lot better. I would just like to begin this, and I'm. I will admit I'm a bit uncertain with it, but I do want to do it, and I think it needs to be done. I'd like to begin this by saying that, was it Trotsky that said, that patriotism is the last refuge of the scoundrel. Some would say that liturgy is the last refuge of the chancellor. I think that's a misunderstanding of liturgy. The liturgy is at the centre. It shouldn't be left to people who just want to ponce about in, in, in nice vestments. Um, or become obsessed with Tiny details of ceremonial. This is a serious matter to be carefully considered by all of us. The sacred liturgy is central to our lives. And to some of you out there who say, oh, people who are into it are just into theatre. Oh, just into theatre. Eh? Well, you should get your mouth washed out with cheap soap for that just. You mean the theatre that the Greeks used to express some of the profoundest thoughts ever expressed. You mean the theatre that was regarded as quasi-sacred, the theatre that is in fact intimately connected with the metaphysical and with faith and with our apprehension of those things. You mean that theatre Now you just have manners, because there's an anti-intellectual streak in Irish Catholicism that just needs to be told to mind its manners and cop itself on. We're not going to be cheated out of the church's heritage. We're not going to become a a gang of incense-swinging, lace-wearing fops, liturgical fops, ecclesiastical dandies. No, we're not going to go down that road. But we're we're sick and tired of seeing people coming out on the altar looking as if they were going cutting turf. Actually, worse than if they were going cutting turf, because I saw men cutting turf by hand, and it was actually quite elegant and very skilled. It takes a lot of strength as well to do it well. No, no, not cutting turf. More like shoveling the proverbial. No, this has to stop him, I'm telling you. We have to get our act together here. A few thoughts, a few thoughts. They're not original, I just want to rehearse them with you. The Novus Order did have one lamentable effect is that it increased far too much the emphasis on the priest. And it put the priest too much at the center instead of our Lord Jesus Christ, instead of the deity. Now, how do you get back from that? Well, I think one rule, and this is crucial in the training of priests, one rule that priests must be taught is that the priest is like a lump of sugar in tea. It is his business to dissolve. And as the liturgy progresses to become invisible after a manner of speaking. Now you may say back to me, Oh, well, the priest gives gives flavor to to the mass? No, he doesn't. He gives flavor to the sermon, which is a different matter. You look at the old pulpits. You look at the old pulpits. You know, the pulpits we don't use anymore, but we're afraid to take down because somebody paid for them in memory of their granny and that person is fairly psychotic. So God knows what they do if the pulpit was pulled down. So while well, you threw the high altar out and turned it into a bar in some nightclub, and you threw out the altar rails, you were afraid to take down the pulpit. You notice where that pulpit was? It was outside the sanctuary. The pulpit was where the priest, as preacher, could give it welly. He could come into his own. He could impart his own flavor to the thing. That was perfectly acceptable. Provided he preached a sound doctrine, yeah? That was perfectly acceptable. And many priests were not great preachers, but some priests were superb preachers and most probably were somewhere in the middle. But when he went back through the gates in the rails into the altar, he began to dissolve. And by the consecration, it could have been any priest up there. And that's the way it has to be. I put it to you, and I'm not saying this to I'm not saying this to stab seminaries in the back. If I've stabbing to do with the seminaries, I'm perfectly capable of coming up, exchanging a few calm, pleasant pleasantries about the weather, uh, mildly insulting their granny, and then stabbing them to their face. The whole thing will be very gentlemanly. I'm not going to stabbing anyone in the back. I'm just making the point that maybe we have been training priests the wrong way. Maybe that while priests clearly were not, the training for priests in the past clearly was not sufficient for the modern world. At the same time, we didn't take enough from the past and from its wisdom. I would suggest to you that we need to be teaching priests to dissolve into the mass. How should the church be laid out for the Novus Ordo? I like my nave, my transepts, every part of the church except the chancel, except the sanctuary, let's say. I like it Protestant. I have no trouble with a Protestant nave. No trouble. What do I mean by that? And Protestants don't get thick. What do I mean by that, okay? Because I know Anglicans like a little bit of, you know, you Anglicans, uh, I know you like, you like a little bit of Catholicism on the side, you know? Yeah. No, no, I I have no problem with people getting seriously Presbyterian in the nave. Or, Or if you want to keep this Catholic, and we should. Cistercian. How about that? Cistercian. Austere, plain, some elegant stations of the cross. Keep it very simple. But the sanctuary should be as rich as the church can afford. Eh? Sanctuary, and not just rich. It should be elegant. It should be quite beautiful. And the priest should wear the finest vestments that the parish can afford, and a little bit finer. Okay? Now, I think modern vestments are often badly made and cheap looking but not cheap, ha, (laughs) you get it? So you still end up paying through the nose and what you get, you would hesitate to put over a cow that would be calving. She'd probably reject it, because after all, even in the middle of birth, a lady is a lady. You would hesitate to put it under a saddle on a horse And I'm just saying that even the worst of the old vestments was made, they were made with some care. For instance, they were often lined with a good lining, which is the sign of a good suit, for example. I mean, if we could even make our vestments to the standard that we expect of our suits, what would you make of a a man's suit jacket that wasn't lined? I mean, that's not a very good suit, is it? So the vestments... Should be the best. Now, there are some companies making beautiful stuff. Not all of it to my taste. I've said to you before, look, I tinted the Conservative. I tinted the Conservative, right? But I would point out that some of what's passing for Conservatism now is, in fact, radicalism. Because the Conservative takes the best of the past and keeps moving. Conservatives manages change. They're not afraid. He or she isn't afraid of change. I think this business of freezing the church in one time is actually a form of, of, of radical, I don't know, anti-history. Anti-incarnational. Now I really am going to get beaten up by a few trads on the way home. And that's the thing I love about trads, you know. I, I, I love that about dealing with trads. It's like the Ballinasloe Horse Fair. You know, you just get it. Straight in the chopper-like. You know, straight in the chops. You just get it. There's, there's real enjoyment in a fight with treads. You may be, uh, spend a few days in ICU, but you'll know you are there. You'll know you're alive. No, 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 no. I think some modern investments are extremely beautiful. They cost a fortune, but they're extremely beautiful. I think there's an awful lot of stuff is unworthy and it should be thrown out. You know the Couré Dar who went around, you know, his shoes cracked and dressed in the simplest manner and everything, he, he would not, he, he would keep saying if he was being shown vestments in a shop, an expensive shop, let's say in Lyon or wherever he shopped for his vestments, he keeps saying, no, 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 bring me, bring me something better. Bring me something better. No, not, not that. No, bring out the best. Bring out the best you have out the back. I want to see the best. Silk. Only the best. Only the best for God. Only the best for the Lord. So I, I don't think that a priest should be wearing good vestments or should be wearing uh, bad vestments when that priest probably would not wear rubbishy clothes. No, I, th- I I think the vestments should be the best that the church can afford. I, in Athenry, in my own parish, I'm very lucky in that... Uh, a former a former parishioner he he's a, an american man um irish born successful in business has has from time to time just as they say gifted us with 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 lovely vestments and so we have lovely vestments uh free which is which is which is very enjoyable not every parish is that lucky but um No, the the sanctuary should be as good as the parish can afford. The vestments should be as good as the parish can afford. And the priest at the center of it should be of pure gold. Of pure gold. Now, you heard that? Because that's absolutely crucial. And the priest should melt into the sanctuary during the Mass. If the priest wants to tread the boards, as they say, Yeah, if he wants to give it welly, he has the sermon for that and the people will thank him for it. For any little pains he takes, any little extra trouble he takes. But not during the canon of the mass. Read the words that are in front of you. That are commanded by the church. Read the words that are in front of you. Reverently and with meaning as the instruction tells you to do. Now we'll we'll go into much more detail in later videos and we're planning a series on the Mass which will address a lot of this. But I'm not speaking as the greatest liturgist by far from it. But I'm suggesting that this is stuff we need to be starting to look at urgently. It's at the very core of the Church. We can't be looking at it in some sort of decadent, foppish sense of being obsessed with form rather than the substance. We have to look at it holistically. So you can't talk about the mass, for instance, without talking about the formation of priests, including the spiritual formation of priests. You see the way this knits together. One thing leads into another the whole time. It's impossible to just take it in the abstract, just pluck it out of its its setting. The mass is a reflection of the divine liturgy. It is heaven. It's a bit of heaven on earth. The sanctuary. It's where heaven touches The sanctuary is where heaven beams down. It beams down. You remember Star Trek? Beam me down, Scotty. It beams down. The rest of the church can be quite austere. The sanctuary should be a glimpse of heaven. The liturgy, a glimpse of heaven. The priest, a glimpse of heaven. My poor parishioners have to squint practically to see it but fine you see where I'm going with this stuff I'm not going to stop I'm not going to stop harassing you about this and and look let me come clear on this I'm big and I'm clumsy and I'm not the most graceful mover on the altar but I want to improve and I'm telling you now, this has to improve it's we don't create heaven on earth wouldn't it be nice if we could get the good China out and have manners at least welcome God properly? He has given us enough to do that, and grace will build on that now, one last thing, I want every priest listening to this to go to your wardrobe in your in your no not your own wardrobe, go to your wardrobe in your sacristy, and I want you to decide that some of your old vestments are perhaps honorable old warriors and need to be retired. And I want you to get out your checkbook and make a few urgent investments. Find a few good companies and order something nice for God. I think he's earned In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.